Alright, we'll continue from our last week's discussion on public speaking, still with Kai, still with some one or few glasses of wines left, but we want to extend our discussion. Um, so if you listened to last week's podcast, we talked about how public speaking can help us present ourselves to our peers and the way that we can articulate our ideas in a more profound way, hopefully, uh, when we start to craft all those essential technical skills uh, of public speaking. But today we want to make it a little bit more general since this would also be the first episode in season 2 about love. I haven't been actually touching on this point for a long time now. Uh, I want to talk with Kai. So apparently this guy knows a little bit pretty, what do you call it, juicy knowledge about dating. <laughs> Shall we call you the dating expert now, not public speaking? <laughs> But yeah, okay. So what do you think of public speaking for dating, Kai? Uh, okay, so public speaking, as I said before, it's about the stories that we create and the stories that we tell, which are really important to influence, to change, and to emotionally invigorate our audience members. So um, it's a, it's very similar for dating as well. And I guess I can share a little bit about myself. So from a very young age, as I said before, like I was really scared of. Uh, Talking in front of other people, communicating, and everything else. So that actually affected not only my school life or anything else, communication, but also affected uh, in terms of dating. So from a very young age, I thought that probably had a lot of problems. So when I was 16, I actually my best friend committed suicide, and it was something that affected me quite a lot. I thought I had a lot of problems. And I actually see a psycholo- psychologist to talk to me. Except when I was talking to the psychologist, all I talked about with him was about girls. And he was like, maybe he Kai doesn't have a problem. He just needs to get a girlfriend. Uh, right. And that was possibly the only thing I had. But from 16, I learned and started to read about psychology. later on into self-development and everything else so i joined the community when i first came here to china in 2007-2008 which was kind of like guys who were interested in self-development improving themselves so i was like very old member of this group we called it the china layer and China layer. China layer. Right. Yeah. So it was just a bunch of awkward guys who wanted to improve themselves in certain skills. And for myself, when I was younger, I used to have a six pack, and I was Whoa. very athletic. So pretty good at appearance, I guess, physically. And then as I got <laughs> older, and also spent quite a few years in Shanghai, I've gained over 30 kg. So if it was Converted to in the U.S. like the amount would be about 60 pounds, I guess. 16, right? 60. Six. Oh, right, right. 60 pounds. Yeah. So one of the reasons why was because I drank quite a lot, and as I changed from someone who was very physically attractive to someone who is just how I am now, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I found that uh, it wasn't. I wasn't relying so much on physical attractiveness as much as I was relying on my overall personality, my ability to communicate, and um, I guess conversational and other skills, just like overall expertise, I guess. Right. 
So actually, it all started for me in 2010. I, I took like this um, course on social dynamics and improving yourself because I got out of a two-year two relationship and I was really unsure about whether or not I could date again, whether or not I could get into a relationship again. And I thought it would be a very difficult experience. So I took the boot camp and um, it was very eye-opening. So with public speaking and with dating, one of the very first things is understanding yourself, understanding your strengths and weaknesses. And I think this is a problem that most people have is because they don't really know themselves. They don't actually know what they like, what they don't like, what they're good at and what they're not. Or people are too shy or they're too afraid to really analyze themselves very realistically. And for dating, I basically figured out who was I and also what did I want? What type of woman did I want? What type of perfect person would it be that I would have in my life that would complete me? And with public speaking, it's also the same where you're understanding more about yourself, your strengths and weaknesses. So you figure out what type of speaker are you? For dating, the first part I felt was understanding yourself the second was also as i said for public speaking stage time stage time stage time you got to keep going out there for me after the boot camp after the training i just kept going out for a period of time until i found a girl i liked and got into a relationship and i think the skills i learned through dating was um that they helped me get into the relationship i wanted it's very I think it's very different for different people because when you're learning about how to become a really good guy or really good girl or how to be someone that would be very good at dating it depends on your motivations do you want to get into a relationship do you want it for marriage do you want to be someone who goes out every night that can grab a different person be with a different person it depends on your objectives Okay, so before we start answering the questions that you asked just now, can I just ask, so you figured all of those stuff in 2010? Like, what kind of girl you want? What kind of person you excel at? What can you offer to a girl? Just like public speaking, it's all about self-awareness, understanding more about yourself. Mm. So, before that point, I never asked myself that question, who am I? <laughs> And I think for most listeners, for most people out there, you're always looking out on the world but you don't look further inwards for yourself who are you as a person who are you as to what you actually want so i think in terms of dating of course over the past couple years i've also been on a couple of tv dating shows and when they're doing the matching when they're trying to figure out what kind of people would you match with and what kind of people do they want to put on the show, they actually put you through a questionnaire to uh, see everything about you. And I remember answering like hundreds and hundreds of questions for each of these shows. And I found that, wow, I really didn't know myself or I didn't really know that much about myself. So I think these questionnaires, personality tests and things also help you to understand who you are. Okay, so if I ask you now, <laughs> This is rather a personal question. What do you think you can offer to a girl? I think that... <laughs> As Chris Rock says, uh, mm. do you want dick? Is what... <laughs> okay. <laughs> is what guys usually mean when they're saying hello to a girl. 
And okay. I think that's just like the overall thing. Uh, <laughs> when you're, you're you're meeting someone, so for in dating, I think one is that um, in terms of what I learned, it was that uh, everyone's perceptions are different. Same with public speaking. It's just that you believe certain aspects about dating, about love, about life from your parents and those experiences around you. However, whether they're right or wrong, that's what influences you on how you date and how you be with someone mm. or how you may change through the dating process, through being married or if you get divorced. So what I can offer a girl, I think one is communication so through public speaking you become a much better communicator that doesn't mean that you become much better at just speaking because being able to speak means that you're able to tell other people your ideas however it's also said that the what was it i don't know some proverbs or some i can't remember what it's called what old adage like the, the stupid person says a lot the wise person just listens so, so through public speaking, you learn how to listen. And listening is such an important skill. So through communication, you realize that how do you convey the messages that you want to tell? How do you give the feedback which won't get you slapped in the face right. or kicked out of the house? I think that being a good communicator is very important. Being a natural is very difficult or very hard for most people. Right. If you're not natural at something, you're just not a natural. Mm -hmm. So how do you become almost like a natural is that you actually put in effort to change your weaknesses, which means that if you're not good at sex before, get better. If you're not good at communicating, get better. Uh, if you're not good at other things. So in terms of relationships, one is I think that we're all striving towards becoming alpha males or trying to become leaders of our society, people who can make a difference, people who can make decisions. And for most girls or for the generic type of women they want a person who can lead them guide them and change them and to give them the sense of security through the type of people we are so we're trying to be kind of like role models mm -hmm. the same with public speakers uh, so I, I think what i can <laughs> so going back to this topic okay uh, what i can offer i think that i am sort of a leader I, i'm a visionary and i'm someone who has purpose and goals and dreams towards what i want to do in the future second is that I think, although I'm, I haven't been a natural at anything, but I've mm -hmm. learned, uh, I think some skills are okay at communicating sex and everything else. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, like everything can be, if it's not natural, it can be still learned. Um, sure. <laughs> besides that, I think it's about knowing yourself and being comfortable with who you are okay. and what problems we have in society is that a lot of people they just listen to what they see in movies or they just listen to their parents and there's a lot of generation gaps so people keep changing over the years over the decades what works for your parents or grandparents won't really work for you because things keep changing and being adaptable and being able to understand what's happening now is very important. So I think understanding how to appeal to a woman's emotions is important. Understanding how to make people feel comfortable, especially in a relationship, how to make people, your other half, feel comfortable with being with you and feel that they're treasured and loved. 
just trying to understand your opposite like what they need just communicating with them and being transparent and just like um really showing your interest i think it's it's something that most women would appreciate actually not only for women but also for men right but you also did mention about the questions just now what is the purpose of us dating do you mind sharing what is yours what do you seek for when you date for myself i think one of the problems i had was when i was very young my parents got divorced and even before that actually i was born in beijing and i went to the states when i was four so i was with my grandparents for the first four years then with my parents they were actually fighting the entire time for about eight years or so before they finally got divorced i always felt this had this feeling of abandonment or being alone and i wanted to find some warmth i think i thought i felt a little bit through relationships right so at the very beginning what i wanted was to find someone that would be there for me and uh, i wasn't really so into needing to find like a girl to like different girls to sleep with but just to find like a relationship that i actually liked mm -hmm. what was happening was that i found I got into relationships where the girl liked me more than I liked the girl and that is a problem for a lot of people I think who are really unexperienced with dating however they have certain positive traits about themselves which would attract other people so uh, I wanted to have more control and more command over the people that I want to be with I think I'm more of a relationship type guy rather than just like one night stand okay well when you said that you have a trade <laughs> that your opposite sex is attracted to is this something to do with physical attributes that you mentioned earlier so I, I what was kind of funny was if you made a chart it would kind of be like as time passed on my physical attractiveness went further further down <laughs> but my ability to speak and communicate went further and further up so right. Uh, because back in high school, I did American football, I did wrestling, I did pole vaulting, I did track and field, short distance running, and then I did a lot of weightlifting, about two, three hours per day. So mm -hmm. I was really into gymnastics. But then later on, I think just getting into the drinking culture here in China, everything has changed. But at the same time, when I was younger, I just didn't really know how to communicate and talk with people around me. So the biggest problem was that I didn't know how to speak. So as my speaking abilities got better, I found that physically I got fatter and fatter. <laughs> does this ever bother you? It does bother me in that I do want to change. However, I think it's always about what are your priorities at this moment. So I never really got into putting the priorities on my physical attributes as much because I felt what I wanted to improve was my ability to speak one of the main reasons was because i went through several phases of personality change from uh when i was younger as well the first being uh, self-inflicted harm to mm -hmm. being uh, very aggressive mm -hmm. to learning patience to understanding how to become a problem solver so i have like five stages six stages of personal development and through the first stage actually as you can see here i broke mm -hmm. two bones twice when i was uh, 18 wow. and when I was 20 and I because... shattered my bones in my right hand because I was really pissed about something that happened okay. and I punched a wall and there was wood behind uh, in the wall oh. so it actually shattered my bones so after that I couldn't really punch people or I couldn't do 
anything like that. And that caused me to start to think differently about fighting about th other things. I'm like, words are more powerful than fists. <laughs> and <laughs> I need to learn how to use my words. Yeah. Okay. You've been mentioning this speaking a lot, right? So are you saying that being able to speak is the key to win girls? When I was talking about public speaking, I talked about the importance of structures and with dating girls, it's the same kind of thing, having this kind of structure. So speaking is only one part of many parts in terms of what I learned. And speaking is because you want the girl to feel comfortable with you. You want to feel, want them to be able to trust you and you want to convey who you are as a person. So through public speaking, you learn how to tell your own stories. So a couple of, I think, key points for dating girls is one, learning how to introduce yourself, not too pompous, not too arrogant, being able to introduce who you are and what you do, but not just saying like, hey, I'm a teacher, I'm a doctor, I'm a marketing person, but saying like, what is the purpose? What is the value in that? I help save lives. I help educate the future generations. <laughs> I allow people to see the value in electric products or whatever else, but being able to tell your stories, being able to show the challenges you faced and how you became who you are today. Mm -hmm. So sort of show who you are. I think that's a very important part of public speaking, which relates to dating, being able to communicate. The second is showing that you're able to actually listen to a girl. So with a lot of communication, people are always trying to show the best side of themselves. So they're not actually good listeners. They're not able to just stop and listen. And girls have a lot of stories they want to share as well, who they are, what kind of fears, what kind of feelings they have, and to reciprocate that. So I think rapport, which is part of communication, is also important in dating. Girl tells you what you like. You tell the girl that you like her because of these things and not because she has big boobs or like <laughs> uh, a nice ass or something else. Right. You're able to show her that you like her for, for yeah, more than just her first physical appearance. Right. Mm. Since you said something about stories, I had that one idea again and I forgot again. Hold on, let me think. Okay, so for dating, like two, three different types of stories. The first type is called the hero story, which is how you became who you are now. Someone who's confident, someone who's really amazing and the struggle that you went through. So it's kind of like this challenge or struggle from someone who's very weak to someone who's very strong. The second type of story is showing how you have kind of like mystery talked about very a uh, long time ago a leader of men protector of loved ones and access to resources so the second type of story is showing that you have access to certain type of resources everyone has strengths and weaknesses and some kind of resource what kind of resource do you have for instance i have about 15,000 people over 10 wechats and i've been on tv a couple times so i've actually know quite a lot of people within the social networking environment or everything else. Someone else might be really good at one area. They have access to certain types of resources. So showing what type of resources you have. And the third type of story I think is sharing more about your vision, your passion and your life. 
because just like public speaking, you're sharing a vision, you're trying to allow people to close their eyes and imagine something for the future. Imagine what it would it be like if they followed your advice or the picture you have in your mind for, for dating, you're able to tell the story of what would it be like to be in a relationship with you or kind of future projection of like going out to dates, going traveling or things like that. Mm. So you're telling that kind of story. Okay, okay. So let's break it down a little bit. First, you mentioned about introduction. Let's see, how, how would you introduce yourself to a woman then? Let's for example, imagine me as a new girl that you just hooked up on a bar and then how would you introduce yourself? Well, the thing is that introductions are actually really quite weird. Yeah, I probably wouldn't really introduce myself that much because they don't actually care about who you are at the very beginning. Uh, I would just say something simple like, I'm teaching public speaking and then move forward because I think that's more about uh, appealing to girls' emotional uh, emotions and their emotional states, what has to do with them, rather than about boasting about yourself because they don't really care. They don't have any investment in who you are <laughs> as of yet, <laughs> right. so they don't really care to listen to like 30 minutes about how great you are because they're like, so what do you mean to them? Right. And you don't mean anything <laughs> at the very beginning. So it's, you're saying like you're just starting off with the basic facts about yourself and then see what the response and then try to follow up basically on that response. So this, I wouldn't focus so much on the self-introduction because if you have a very formal self-introduction, I just feel yeah, very... It feels so rigid and it's yeah, like so practiced. Really weird. Um, it would just be more on tell them about a story or something that recently happened to me that was quite interesting that captivates them that emotionally involves mm. them and i think that's a bit more interesting basically i would have like three to five of my own life stories i could talk about my parents and their struggles for going to the states and that's how i came to be from the u.s because my father was from like a farmer village and he put all his effort his parents died when he was seven and this is kind of like a short version uh, he died when he was seven he was first place in Handa and Hebei and he got into mm -hmm. got himself into Beijing University of Business Economics mm -hmm. represented the first uh, was representing China in the first international law competition getting scholarship to go to Canada blah 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 and or I could talk about my uh, cat adoption story <laughs> i can talk about yeah. my own personal growth so right. it, like hero stories right so it's really like public speaking when you open a store with a with a trailer of your own life just so you can hook the audience right in and then from there you kind of build your suspense your climax and then in the and your denouement or your conclusion all right so I'm still curious about the introduction part, right? So we as public speakers are meant to be storytellers. And you also did mention about creating stories of yourself. But where do we draw the line between curating stories and making up stories? So I don't actually make up stories because I think that our lives are interesting enough. It's just that when, for instance, when I was an interview trainer, interview trainer uh, I found that most people didn't know how to tell the stories that they had and the biggest problems that they didn't know was what was interesting or what was useful about their stories so I think that for our own stories there's a lot of interesting things that have happened 
even though it may seem like a very common story. Because if you take a look at the best stories that are out there, it's actually things are very relatable to life. Mm -hmm. They're life relatable. Most stories that people have which change them are not life changing or not like super amazing or crazy stories, but it's those stories that allow us to have a realization about life. And I think that realization is the most important part. What changed us? What made us different? What made a difference in our lives? For instance, realizing that our grandparents have been getting older, leaving our parents for the first time to go to university or working for the first time and getting fired or some kind of like crazy thing. So stories, I think the real ones can show our true emotions and passions because that's a representation of who we are. And if we're being fake, if we're being someone who isn't able to show our true side, we're telling fake stories, it may work for a little while. However, it slowly starts to seep into us and to be uncovered by others that they're fake because it's not genuine. When a person gets to know us more, which I feel for like dating relationships or PUA, whatever you want to call it, if you're not genuine, if you're not showing your true self, they eventually find out you're like a glass mirror. And once they break the glass mirror, they find that there's nothing behind, behind it. I completely agree with you just by the fact of you know, genuine really reflects the kind of person you are. You know, you also just now mentioned about PUA. I won't lie, I did look into it a little bit because of a random pop-up advertisement in my browser. Uh, and it shows like, okay, you have to be this alpha male, you have to be this successful person, having this particular characteristic of a masculine guy. But I feel like as it is with a lot of lies, it is so hard to maintain that persona for a sustained period of time like, okay you can do it for the first what one two three months you present yourself as the best date for your girl and your girl was like all over you but then once it comes to the fifth or sixth month and then you show up your true self it just goes downhill really fast <laughs> so i think that it evolves into two, two different types of people the first type is those who only learn this try to learn the skills to achieve the results the second type is those who want to change who they're who they are and change the type of person they are mm. so i think that for pua it's just that if you spend the time to actually improve yourself it's more important for instance becoming a more confident person becoming a more a person who dresses better a person who takes care of their I don't know, um, hygiene. yeah, the hygiene and things like that, uh, style, being able to become more confident, become a better communicator, to open up more channels for where they can meet up with girls and to understand more about themselves, to understand more about women. These are actually skills of self-development rather than just like skills to sleep with a girl. I think they are more useful and kind of more important for the long term. And once you develop these skills, it allows you to have better results in dating, but it also improves your life. Whereas PUA, if you just get like skills for an instant layer or something like that, that's great for once or twice, or if you keep doing it, that's great. But then it actually negatively affects you psychologically because you're like, oh, my life sucks. All people are kind of like this. It, it doesn't really <laughs> allow you to grow. It just gives you like a quick solution to a problem yeah yeah i'm with you on this because you know 
at one point maybe when you were in college all you ever wanted was like to chase on girls but by the way for those of you who doesn't know PUA stands for pick up artist right uh, it's like a skill for you to grab girls and you know bring her home and do stuff with her <laughs> however you wish to do it uh, but in the end Honestly speaking, those become really straightforward once you see the basic tenet of the concept. I mean, to think it very simply, you just have to go to a bar, make a girl really drunk and then take her home and then you know, she'll do whatever you want in a much very crude sense, in a very generalized one. But to really understand a girl and to really communicate with her, to be able to dig deep with her and get really intimate not only on a physical level but on a spiritual level, that really means something. and. This is what a relationship for me is about. Like, oh yeah, I've also seen myself deviate from, you know, of course, when we were in college or we were in a high school, we always want those hot-looking girls. But, you know, hot-looking girls, but if they're shallow, then they just become less, less hot very, very quickly, right? Um, just curious, like for you, what would be your top three factors or five factors that you're looking at for when you encounter a new potential date even though you technically already have a date right now uh so i i feel like everything that you ask me i make it more complex so there's like <laughs> stages okay. uh, so for this so in terms of the type of girl i like i think it comes down to a couple stages because for most people when you first see them you're like wow she's hot or she's not hot <laughs> and that's the first thing that you judge a person on and i think that's true for most however for a lot of people that's the only criteria that they have whether they're hot or not what i realized was that it's not like that for me because if you first look at the outer appearance and think that's important for me i like big eyes i like moon-shaped eyes i like a uh, small nose and nice mouth i don't like lips too thick or too thin <laughs> and then actually wide chin or like kind of v-shaped are both okay for me small ears big ears not that very big deal and for the hair types i like both long and short because I've dated both and those are not very big things but I do like good skin which means that their skin isn't peeling off or there's a lot of wrinkles so the people <laughs> know how to take care of themselves right. uh, for their body I don't care whether they're flat chested or they have a lot of big boobs because it's I guess the same um, I do like thin girls because I think it matters for you if you're going to be with someone how are they going to affect or change your lifestyle so mm. since I've gained a lot of weight here in China I don't really want to get fatter by dating someone who is already kind of chubby or someone who really likes to eat food because the both of us will be like picking out at buffets every single <laughs> night of the week so you want to aim for people who are kind of who fit your lifestyle or fit the lifestyle that you want to have so first would be appearance and then the second would be what kind of person what kind of lifestyle they have the third is the third stage would be kind of like their expectations, their visions for the future, because if you're actually going to be them with them for a while, you're like, I got to see this face every single day or every single week for a long period of time. If they're just like doing nothing, that's going to affect me negatively as well. And I want to do nothing as well. So mm. appearance, personality, vision, and then going to communication. Communication is super important because mm. a girl likes or doesn't like something. She doesn't tell you. You're like, what? You, you don't like this? What? You like this? I did this wrong? You didn't tell me! And then suddenly she just breaks up with you because you messed mm. up. 
So I think there's different stages and that's why I said like, if you want to get really good at speeches, you write speeches. If you want to get really good at dating, you should first know yourself as well. What, what, what my teacher had me do was to write a two page, also um, a kind of word document, documenting what is my perfect girl. Right. Yeah, I'm 100% on you with this because as I said, like even for me, if you ask me, is there any physical attribute that I prefer for a date? I really don't have any as long as I don't think she's ugly. I mean, I, ugly is a very relative term, but it's also only me who can judge that, right? As long as I don't think she is a bad taste for me, then I'm okay. But one of the things that I really want to find in a girl is if I can talk to her, not even 24-7, I want it 25-8. Cause as you said, you if you're gonna be meeting her every now and then, then uh, I really want to enjoy the talk. And at the same time, the one thing that I assess is that if I can have sweet, awkward silence, and by that, you know, sometimes you can feel, right? If you go to, if you talk with a person and then you have silences, you will feel like, oh, this is super awkward. I don't know what to do. This is like, ah. But with the perfect, no, well, not to be the perfect one, but to be the good fit, then it feels like natural. You go, okay, maybe we ha- we'll, we'll be silent for a bit, but then we, we'll keep talking. And when we do talk, we do connect uh, at a certain extent. So yeah, that's something that I also believe just to go forward a little bit right so you talked about in last episode about flight time do you think this is also the case with women like quantity over quality like the numbers game with this actually the reason why i decided to date a lot rather than just finding one perfect girl was because of what happened to my parents because my parents what they told me at least was that my father and mother they met for the first time they fell in love right away and then they got married after they got married they had me they started to argue for the first 12 years of their marriage and then they got divorced (laughs) so i was like um sometimes when you don't really know who or what you want in life it causes you to be with the wrong person and i think that quantity is good in that it helps you to build experience however quality is what you actually really want for life if you date the right girl if you date someone that you really like just stay with them it's not such a big deal because actually there's not going to be that many great ones who are (laughs) the same or at least even if you can date more great ones your age is getting older so the selection the type of people that you date will be different I think that quantity over quality is okay, except it's just like, what are you willing to uh, accept and what are you aiming for? Because I think that the more you have, it doesn't really equal more happiness in your life. The more you date a girl, it's also like your own personal discovery journey. So the, the quantity is to discover what type of person you like however quality is to live a happy life (laughs) (laughs) okay okay and that all comes to the basic idea of communication right yeah that's also something that i really value like you know just transparency being able to speak your mind out without really you know people say oh in the first day don't talk about this don't talk about that it will make you look weak but honestly speaking i don't want to pay attention to those because it makes me 
non-genuine like it puts a lot of constraints and a lot of pressure on me like what should i say then <laughs> uh, i'm just the type of person who just blabbers about everything really uh, in front of a date even though you know like we have those sayings that don't talk about your ex but whatever if, if the conversation comes to that point then let's talk about it right? do you have any rules about this you mentioned about pua well, what do you learn in it uh so, okay so for pua like some of the basic things were that when you're talking to a girl or you're opening it doesn't matter what you say it's just to do it i think just to get into the set and the second thing is that whether they have a good response or a bad response it's actually because they don't know you yet and they're still trying to comprehend that you're talking to them so sometimes even if they're not responding or responding positively you can just give them some time to keep moving on Third is how to attract them by doing things that are unexpected. So some things that we learned were called BT spikes. And uh, what you do is things like rubbing their elbows or like elbow touching elbow or just giving them a weird handshake or spin around. Something to suddenly shock them. And uh, having the structure is important. So having some kind of structure beforehand is always very useful to figure out how you're gonna carry the conversation because awkward silences, great for two seconds to five seconds, 10 seconds, <laughs> not great for five minutes to 10 minutes. That's right. just awkward. <laughs> so you wanna have a list of things that you wanna actually do and uh, talk with them about. Mm -hmm. And then qualifying, I guess, qualifying which means um you're asking the girl about different things to figure out is she the same type of girl same type of person that you're like which is like you like sports or you like reading or you like traveling or you like computer games trying to figure out what type of person they are and then uh reciprocating that you like them for that oh, i really like that you you have steam as well and you play a lot of video games so trying to figure out what she likes showing your appreciation for that there's the different parts so attraction comfort communication seduction um seduction there, there, there's 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 like a there's like a system for that but when i learned it afterwards i'm like okay well these are skills but i wanted to focus more on improvement so i don't remember too much or i don't focus so much on the skills themselves i just focus on what do i want and how do i make myself better yeah, yeah. that's all i believe as well like i read books about dating <laughs> as embarrassing as it sounds and i also watch videos but in the end you know they they have too many tips and tricks and i generally believe that tips and tricks don't work in relationship because they're just good for starters but in the end it's all about you right so when you focus on you then others will tackle along as well mm -hmm. all right so okay we've been talking a lot of, about theory so far let's make it a little bit lighter right do you have any weird stories about dating or particularly maybe that happens because of uh, out of miscommunication or anything since i assume that you have the numbers so you can just cherry pick out of your cases <laughs> <laughs> well actually i think that uh, from the very beginning when i first started dating i didn't really understand about uh, emotionally charged women and i one of the things i did before i learned dating is that I thought I needed to lie. I thought I needed to trick a girl to sleeping with me. So I would always say like she's the only one or I would not pick up the phone sometimes to do stuff. And I remember one time I had a girl run after me with a butcher knife trying to chop me into pieces, threatening to kill me and my entire family. That was kind of interesting. And another time 
where they were like checking me up on government pages and trying to government figure out pages. like trying to figure out my phone conversations and everything else. It was just some really weird scenarios. So some things like I learned I didn't really have that many crazy stories because I learned don't get involved with crazy people. That's first uh, thing. The second is that don't give people expectations and then suddenly take it away from them. Meaning that don't promise things that you can't keep and don't make people crazy in that just say what you mean. If you don't feel that relationship really fits you, just end it or just talk through it. Communication is super important. If you lie, if you cheat, if you do all these things, in the end, you're just gonna, it's just gonna cause a lot of drama. And if you're like me, kind of lazy, it's like, oh, I don't want this kind of drama. <laughs> just normal, right. relaxing, happy life is enough. Right. So that's why I don't really have any crazy stories, but I think that if you just, when you improve yourself, and you show who you are, and then you just have this, you're oozing out confidence, you know sort of like how to work out logistics to make sure that everything fits for you and the girl, and you're really good at communicating stories, communicating your life, and giving the girl like a comfortable kind of feeling towards how the relationship is gonna go, everything's gonna go smoothly. There really weren't really bad relationships, and when I did break up, we would usually still stay friends. Cool. Alright, yeah. So if there's one thing, one theme that we can take away from this is basically just be genuine, right? Be, be yourself. Don't try to put too much expectation of yourself on others, but at the same time, know your value. Just the same with public speaking, know where your strengths are and understand how to communicate it to others so that they also can understand what to expect from you in the realest sense possible. So uh, I guess I can give like a small summary. Cool. Uh, a few points for dating. The first is that self-introduction, the perfect self-introduction isn't that important <laughs> as much as persistence and pushing towards what you want. Right. Second is understanding yourself. You gotta know yourself and what you want in order to understand your strengths, your weaknesses, and to convey who you are to the other person. <laughs> if you don't know who you want, uh, who you are and what you want, you're gonna get into a lot of messed up relationships because you're like, this wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. And the third is, yeah, be genuine. Don't really tell lies or false stuff because it may get you what you want in the beginning, but if for the long term, it's gonna mess you up. You're mm. gonna have a lot of too much wasted energy at the end. And the last tip is that the stories of our life are who we are. So understand your stories, whether it's for public speaking, interviews, or dating relationships. When we know who we are, the challenges we faced, the difficulties we had, and how we overcome overcame them we will be able to tell them in any scenario and we'll be able to move those around us of course of course yeah emotions can really get you carried away as i told you in the last episode people act with the emotion and later on you are forced to justify your own actions by logic even though it's purely impulsive and emotional so be aware of that and yeah just like as public speakers do communicate your intentions well and with adequate presentation and then you will move people or in this case you know your potential partner or date uh, of course this means that you yourself have to present some value for others to stick onto because if you 
are trashed, <laughs> why would they spend time with you, right? There's no return on investment on that. So anyway, all right, that should close our conversation with Kai. Wow, Kai, you have been preaching a lot about communication and public speaking. I yeah, just have to thank you a lot about it. That this has been really good to hear. Uh, of course, I think a lot of these stuff many of us already know, but it's always good to be reminded and to be reaffirmed on its importance. Let me add to that. Okay, sure. People know everything. People just don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. So which is why you need to start doing like a lot of these stuff. You guys can take notes, but if you don't do anything about it, then there's no real value right uh, of you listening to the episodes especially if you listen to these two episodes that's like two hours of your time so do get some actions and let me know what kind of results it has brought forth on your life whether it's on the public speaking side or on the dating side so what kind of struggles you have with your previous relationship and how did you tackle it like looking back of course we have all those sort of failures but again in the end it's all uh, the learning is all that matters right so if you've listened so far for these two episodes really thank you uh, i hope you have enjoyed it just like as always i appreciate you guys listening and of course i thank kai for being here today and sharing us all right we'll close it now and hope, hope you guys have a great day have a good weekend and an even better one ahead again thanks kai okay right. bye bye, -bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> for the second time <laughs>